emerging artist, and you are listening to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, she is an artist who I've seen her work on Facebook, and may I say, I was very impressed with her work. She's done a lot of work for Marvel. She's done, you know, a lot of freestyle freestyle artwork, and uh, and it's just. She has a, a magical finger. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Cahill. Lauren, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's very exciting. It was my actual, my first podcast interview. <laughs> ah, it's awesome. It's just don't e- don't even think about anything else. You know, we're not being recorded. Nobody's really listening. So it's just us talking and, you know, that's it. So don't even, don't even worry about it. It's all good. Uh, I was going to say, um, I've seen your work first off on Facebook, and um, it's really, I'm saying, you know, there's a lot of artists out there, but I don't know, something drew me to you, you know, <laughs> no no pun intended, and um, it was just really, really, wor- you know, beautiful work that you was doing, and um, um, basically, well, just take me back, um, how did you... Like well, like when you was young, um, growing up, um, was art always a part of your life, or this is something you did later on in life, or how did that come out for you? Well, yes and no. It was actually kind of funny. I'm actually an accidental artist. When I was growing up, all I ever did was just, you know, take my Crayola crayons and I would color in my Disney coloring books, and I never really thought anything of it. I. Uh, I never just took a pen and pencil and just started drawing off the top of my brain. I was just coloring. And one day, uh, back in 2009, I uh, I was trying to figure out what to do for my family and friends for Christmas, for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely stumped, which is something that I never get stumped on. I planned my holiday uh, gift out months and months and months in advance. But for the first time, I actually found myself having no idea what to give my, my loved ones for the holidays. So <clears throat> I was flipping through channels, and I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Hugh Hefner's TV show way back when, The Girls Next Door. Oh, I yeah. never watched it. Okay. I, never, I never watched the episodes, but I saw the intro to the episode, and it was just so cute. They had these little um, – animations with their heads and they're kind of moving and it reminded me of bobbleheads and I was like oh my god what if I try to draw my my friends and my family as um little bobblehead figures and so I, my dad and my mom I did a joint gift my mom was uh Marilyn Monroe and she had her dress blowing up and holding it down like the classic photo that you see her on top of the bed and my dad was a big James Bond fans when as I was growing up so I did him as like this 007 car- character uh, holding the gun like up in the air like <clears throat> and then my sister she always wanted to be on American Idols so oh. I drew her singing on the American Idol stage and it turned out to be like this cute little thing I gave it to them as a gift and it absolutely blew them away um <clears throat> And my dad was like, oh, my God, you did a caricature. And I was like, oh, my God, I did a caricature. 
<laughs> I couldn't believe it. So <clears throat> he had this office in Philadelphia, and he hung it up in his office, and people were walking by, and they were commenting on it. And then his coworker was like, I want a caricature of my wife and I for Valentine's Day to give her as a gift, which actually ended up being my very first commission drawing ever. Wow. And then my mom, she was showing people at work, and then they were asking me to do caricatures themselves. One of my mom's coworkers asked me if I could do a pet portrait drawing for her sister, who happens to be the ambassador of Sri Lanka. So mm -hmm. now I was officially considered an international artist <laughs> wow. with my first, my very first pet portrait, which to this day, looking back on, is nothing to brag about. They look absolutely awful compared to what it is, what it is that I'm doing, doing now, but that's just growth as an artist. Um, but I did it completely on accident. I just started getting recognized for the work, and I was put up uh, for some of my original my original, original art from years ago um, in a, the South Jersey Museum of American History. So now I'm a museum-recognized artist. Wow. And it's just started growing slowly from there, but I never thought of going to school for it. I never thought about doing it professionally. Um, not until this January. This January, uh, I had ended up being laid off from my job and I had a whole bunch of free time, so I just consumed myself in trying to look up tutorials and trying to develop a technique, maybe a sense of style. And I did this gorgeous Alaskan Malamute who I titled Bailey in Color Pencil, which was actually featured in July's edition of Color Pencil Magazine. Wow. So um, now I'm a, a published artist. But it was it was a, a long time coming, and it was great. <laughs> it was a uh, great to be a part of. Well, it's amazing that you know you got laid off from your job, and um, you end up you know doing a lot of artwork. And you know, I guess you was doing it from back on when because you know there's people that draw, but you know it's you know it looks good and you know it's passable, but. You know, it, it, it's something that you do that, you know, it looks exactly, you know, besides your caricature arts, other artwork that I've seen, it looks exactly like that person. So this is all just raw talent, basically, right? A, you didn't really have any technique or training. This was all you. Yeah, it was, it's a developed talent, but it's definitely something I was born with. You know, when I was little, I always knew that eventually in some way, shape, or form, I would go into the arts. I grew up wanting to go into acting. Mm -hmm. I've done modeling. Um, I've wanted to be a fashion designer. I got into fashion, which I think is my mom's fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've grown up dancing, so I didn't know if I wanted to go into ballet or something, something along those lines. I knew that I was going to be involved with the art world, but I never expected it to have taken me to this Place, which I feel is my calling and <clears throat> I'm very excited as a new emerging artist to be able to start developing more of a talent, uh, more technique and develop more of my own sense of style, which I feel like I have finally come into. I didn't start really drawing until this 
January, February. And I've had a lot of criticism through some of my pieces, but it's only giving me strength to strive to um, be better at my craft. What are the, and I feel as though I've really come into it. What are the criticisms you received? Um, just basic, like, nitpicky stuff. Uh, you, the drawing looks great, but knowing who the drawing was after, you fell short, her eyes aren't in the right position or something like that it's just basic critiques so i i started involving myself in art groups and i'm posting my artwork out there to kind of act as um like a little basis for critique so if there are other artists out there they can point something out to me and then I can do a quick fix before I release it to the public to try and improve a certain area that I might have missed because as an artist sometimes things can be overlooked especially when you're so into a drawing you might not see something else that somebody else can can see with their own eyes mm-hmm. so <clears throat> that really really does help out like I, I did a drawing of Wonder Woman and her eye was completely messed up I didn't color it in all the way mm-hmm. so when I posted it to my art groups one of the one of the gentlemen that was in there was like her eyes funny her eyes funny and I'm just not seeing it so I eventually responded back and I was like what are you talking about and he was like you need to fix the eye it's not colored in all the way on the one side and taking another look at the drawing I was like oh my god you're absolutely right thank you so much you caught you uh, caught a mistake that I made and I'm able to fix it and now the drawing is complete and it looks so much better so being a part of these art groups has given me a lot of insight on to help me improve in my own my own drawings. Mm. And um, how do you finesse your work? You just keep drawing and drawing. Um, like, um, do you like uh, um a lot of the stuff that you draw? Is it stuff that is requested, or is it stuff that you just take the initiative and say, "Look, I'm I'm going to try to draw Captain America," or "I'm going to try to draw this this person," and just do it? Like, is it all? your ideas of wanting to do it or you get, or these are commission stuff that you do. Well, I think being part of a, starting off as a brand new artist and trying to develop a following that takes years to accomplish. Mm-hmm. It, I know one artist said that it took her about seven years to develop the fan base that she currently has. So it is a very lengthy time consuming process. So, um, not really knowing anything about original art or what kind of niche I wanted to get into, if I wanted to get into any particular niche at all, I uh, I started after Bailey drawing um, Belle from Beauty and the Beast because the movie had just been released, and then Pirates of the Caribbean came out. So I drew Johnny Depp's uh, Jack Sparrow, which turned out to be absolutely beautiful. And then... Um, there is a Marvel movie that came out, uh, Wonder Woman. I did Wonder Woman. So it was around the time that these movies were being released, I was doing the artwork from the movie posters, Um, which I kind of felt was good timing and smart on my part because people, they search for hashtags. They search um, for 
particular styles of artwork around the movies because Marvel and DC, they have a huge fan base. So then I started getting um, more search results because I was doing fan base art for the movies around the time the movies were being released. So Uh. that helped me begin to develop a following based on those movies. So I'm going to continue doing uh, fan art. I think the next one I have coming out is Thor, which will be, which I'm starting to draw now, and that'll be released to the public around the time the movie's coming out. I know uh, Justice League is coming out in October also, or November. In November, Justice League is coming out, so I'm going to be doing a Superman poster around that time as well. Oh wow! Um, for like one piece that you do, how how long is the process for you? How long does it take? Um, I did a commission drawing from somebody who saw my Wonder Woman piece and I actually purchased it. Um, he had commissioned me to do a Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Black Panther drawing. Mm-hmm. That took me ninety eight hours to do over the course of two weeks. Wow. So it depends on the size of the drawing. It was significantly large. It was a 16 by 20 inch drawing. But um, Jack Sparrow, for example, that was an 8 by 10 inch drawing. And that took about 30 hours, which is roughly the minimum time length it would take me to do a drawing. It's one thing. I work in color pencils, solely in color pencils. I don't uh, practice in any other types of mediums at this point. Um, But color pencil is the um, most time-consuming medium that you could possibly work in. So you have to you have to realize you have to have the patience to work if you're going to begin drawing in color pencils because if you don't have the patience for it, you're going to easily become frustrated every time you start the process of a new color pencil drawing. Oh. Why, is, why does color pencil drawing take so much time as opposed to like painting or something, as opposed to others? Um, it has a lot to deal with the paper that's being used. You have to consistently layer your work and blend it in. And it just takes a lot of time compared to paint. There's also a different way that you have to, like, there's a different way. There's a different process in the technique um, for blending. And it's difficult to explain because I'm still trying to figure out how to explain it. I just know how to do it. Yeah. Trying to put it into words is hard. Um, there, there's a there's a lot of layers involved. There's usually about twenty to thirty, maybe sometimes forty to fifty layers on one particular area, mm-hmm. and it takes time to build that up versus if you do a painting, then you paint a layer. You might do two or three over top of it compared to thirty or forty. And do you have like a multitude multitude of colors? Like there, how many? Because I'm thinking of of crayons, like Crayola, like 85 colors. Are there more colors in in that realm of color pencils? That yeah, there's um there's a ton of different brands for color pencils. Okay. Um, I currently am using two of them. I'm using Prismacolor, and I'm using. Faber Castell Polychromos pencils, which currently are my favorite pencils to use. Uh, they're oil and wax based pencils. So the the result of the results come more 
has a feel of a painting to it than the waxy, creamy Prismacolor pencils. Um, Prismacolor pencils have about 120, I'm, I'm guessing, I think, I think that's about it. I think it's 120 Prismacolor pencils and maybe 90-something polychromos pencils, but with polychromos, you don't have as many color choices, but you can make your own colors, which oh. I love. Oh, okay. Um, so your your drawings can end up having so much more texture, so much more life and definition to every piece versus the Prismacolor pencils. Oh. It ends up being quite beautiful. Has there ever been a drawing you have done that you didn't have the color for it? Um, yeah, there's several drawings I've done that I don't have the colors for it, but with the polychromos pencils, I can mix and layer the pencils together and create the color that I need. Oh, okay. That's great. That's great. And um, you, you've done a lot of commission work. Any big type companies um, hired you for anything? Um, well, back in March or April, Upper Deck hired me to do um, 35 Marvel sketches for their trading cards for the 2017 premiere pack mm-hmm. so i did a whole bunch of sketches for upper deck wow um which was was which was fun i did it about a week's time i only got about three to four hours of sleep every night because i just had to bang me out because i was on a deadline mm-hmm. i was on a very strict deadline so um that was a lot of fun i would love to do sketch cards again they actually inspired me to possibly create my own artist's sketch cards for the future for my own artwork oh that's awesome um i'm trying to figure out i'm trying to figure out how that would work but i would love to do like um a pack of sketch cards for myself to offer clients or fans um maybe in landscapes because i know people have been requesting me to do some landscapes Wow. It's it, it's crazy that, you know, you're having this huge following, especially on Facebook, of everything you've been doing. And, you know, you're getting a lot of work out there. So, in a way, kind of leaving your job or whatever, like, if, if that didn't happen to you, you don't think you would be at this point where you're at right now? Um, probably not, because when I was when I was working, I would work somewhere between 40 to 70 hours a week. So... I was always working. There was no time to do anything else. And then when I was laid off uh, and then the holidays occurred, I was just like, you know what? I have time. I'm still putting my applications out there. I'm still going to pursue looking for steady employment. But in the meantime, what am I going to do? Just sit around and feel miserable and try and look for jobs? No, I'm going to try and do something to occupy my free time. So that's when I was just like, you know what? I'm seeing so many gorgeous pieces of artwork out there uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. And at this time, I wasn't involved with any Facebook groups, Facebook art groups. I was just browsing, coming across artwork here and there. And I was like, you know what? I bet you I can do a drawing like this. And I was like, hmm. How can I achieve the same type of effect that these artists who are widely known um, are getting? So 
I started looking at the way they're doing their strokes and how they were achieving eye color, like for their pet portraits. Because at the time, people were asking me about pet portraits. I've done a couple commissions in the past before I started getting really involved with artwork. And um, one thing, like my my dog, I have a I have a pet bull. His name is Austin. He was named after the wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was rescued from a shelter. Yeah. So when I started doing pet portraits, I was like, you know what? There needs to be a way that I can give back to the animal shelters because I would love to volunteer, but I'm pretty sure if I went in there, it would break my heart and I would want to adopt them all, which I simply cannot do. <laughs> so... <laughs> so one of the things I said with my uh, with my pet portraits is if anybody had commissioned a pet portrait, then a portion of the proceeds would go strictly to the animal shelter, um, either one of my clients choosing or if they couldn't decide on where they wanted the fund sent to, then I would donate to the local animal shelter in my own town where my dog was rescued from. Oh, that's really awesome. That's really sweet. You know, I'm glad you're a pet lover too, because I love animals too. And it's uh, it's all yeah. yeah, it's awesome that you do that. You know, and then I'm a big wrestling fan too. So, naming your dog Austin is awesome. Yeah, I, I started getting involved in wrestling back in 2003, and uh, I think there was I, I stopped watching it because I stopped watching TV in general mm-hmm. um, around the time when Triple H was fighting Batista at. Um, a WrestleMania event. It was a okay. cage match. And that was the last one I remember. I don't remember seeing. I remember there was some sort of draft afterwards from wow. uh, Raw <laughs> to SmackDown. And then I was just like, I'm not happy with this draft. And I'm not watching TV anyway. So I'm just not going to watch it anymore. Wow. That's awesome that you're. Yeah, my sister. Yeah. yeah. So she's a wrestling fan too, your sister? My sister and her boyfriend are huge wrestling fans. Um,. She met Finn Balor and uh, Enzo and Cass, and they actually have a piece of my artwork because I did an original drawing of each of them. Oh wow, wow! Were, were they impressed? As as you know, I don't know. You wasn't there though, right? What did, what did your sister say? I, no, I, I I wasn't there. Um, my sister, she was at a meet and greet, and there were two separate events. Uh, they have Adventureland and Voorhees, which is one of the local towns to where. I reside, and she first met Ben Baylor, and I did a, a half-and-half drawing of him, and then him as the demon, Yeah. and when she showed that to him, he was absolutely blown away, she said that he was calling over um, members of his staff, like, oh my god, check out this drawing, so yeah. he has a copy of that, and then uh, my nephew, he's two, he's so cute, he, um, <laughs> His his favorite is Enzo and Cass, mm-hmm. so he gets so excited whenever they were on, uh, whenever they were wrestling, and there was a meet and greet, uh, this February I think, and I did a drawing of the two of them, and she said they were kind of towards the end of the line, but they they really liked the drawing, so that that was awesome. I realized that last week that I haven't really done any WWE drawings since then. Uh-huh. And I know that a lot of my fans, my followers, they're big WWE fans. So I posted 
this weekend on Facebook, uh, hey, like, who do you want to see? Because I realized that I haven't done a drawing for so long. I would love to do one again. And I received a lot of feedback. So I'm going to be doing a, a live drawing of one of the recommendations next month in October. Oh, who who's in the running right now for you to do? Is there a particular wrestler that people are clamoring more than others? I have a really big list <laughs> yeah. from... What I from what I've gotten, I um, someone said the Ultimate Warrior. Somebody oh, wow. said uh, Rock, um, Undertaker, who's classic. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Well, like Ric Flair, Hulk oh, Hogan. I'm yeah, I'm starting to develop a list for it. Oh, okay. Wow, I have a few few ideas there. Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. Um, Warrior is really good. You um, know. Rick Flair, yeah. Oh, the one I'm doing live in October is Bobby Roode. Oh, okay, nice. Formerly of yeah. T, formerly of TNA yeah. Wrestling, now in I think he's in the SmackDown brand. He was in NXT, so that's that's awesome. He was in NXT. Yeah, that's awesome. The glorious one. Yep, that's that's. I can't wait to see that. When are you gonna do that one live? Um, I think it's gonna be the the second or third Sunday in October. Oh, okay. I think it's the eighth. If there's a Sunday, then that sounds like it could be about right. Okay. Wow, just to think about I think it. it might take me about, I think it might take me about three to four days to draw, so it's going to be a constant live stream, which I haven't done before. Yeah. I've done a three to six hour live drawing previously, but I haven't done one consecutively for days from start to finish, and this will be the first time I'm doing a start to finish live drawing. Wow. That's... So that's... I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to take about uh, 30 to 40 hours to complete. Wow. Are you going to go, you're gonna be, are you going to be live the whole time while you're doing it? Live, yep. Over the course of four days. I think yeah. that I'm going to start it on the second Sunday in October, which I think is October 8th. I'm going to start that, I'm going to try and start that around uh, 12 in the afternoon. And I'm going to do that all day. And then I'm going to try and continue it on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday mm -hmm. um, around 6 p.m. Because that's when most people get off of work. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. I can't wait. I can't wait to see that once you do it. Yeah, everybody can pop in and say hi because it's going to take me forever to do them. <laughs> Sometimes it gets really boring. I mean, one of the things that is really disheartening about doing a live stream on Facebook for artwork is you can't have anything in the background playing. So I can't have any music. I can't have, like, any background TV show because it's considered copyright content and it'll catch on Facebook. So it's like you're just sitting there chilling, drawing, and mm. complete silence. <laughs> well, you know, it's complete... I get a little boring. <laughs> Well, it's, it's complete silence. You're reading the comments. The comments are going to be flooding like gangbusters. So that should probably make you laugh or inspire you or make you upset, depending on what people write. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. You know, I might have some competition because I think that there's going to be football on that day. Oh. Sunday, anyway. Wow. Sunday night football and art. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, people can always just, like, tune in and put me up and just like say hey like how's it going i'll be happy to respond and 
tries to be somebody I can talk to. Yeah. Like this wrestler. Yeah. Lauren, man, you know, you're such a sweetheart and, you know, you're so into your work and um, there's a lot of people, you know, who look at your work and are inspired and, you know, you make people want to do, well, like you make one of people want to follow their dreams if art is their passion or anything else is their passion. You know, and like what I like to talk to people is, you know, people who have a talent that sometimes they hide away or they hit away and they don't use it because they do a regular nine to five. But, you know, you took, you know, you took your apple, you know, you had applesauce and you made apples out of it, you know, or applesauce or apple, well, whatever I meant to say by that. And, you know, you're just doing something positive with yourself and you're doing something what pretty much God, God gave you the talent to do God given talent and you're doing it. So that's really awesome. Oh, thank you so much. No, not a problem. I, uh, my, my mom, she's like, you know what, you should go to school for this. And there's a lot of debate in the art world whether or not artists should go to school or if they should just try and make it on their own. So there's no right or wrong answer when mm-hmm. it comes to that. Um, it's just going to depend if you want the degree to back you up. And then there's some artists say, you know, you don't need a degree. It's just a complete waste of money. And then other artists say, no. It'll yeah. pay off, but I've never, I've only, I've, I've gone to school. Um, I took a drawing one class, which basically just taught you about lighting and trying to uh, draw from life and give you some techniques, taught you about values and shading, which coloring, like growing up, just coloring in my coloring books, I already knew. So <laughs> it was just. A class that was an easy A, and I enjoyed it because I was, I was just basically coloring in that class. Um, and I took an art appreciation class, um, which basically wasn't really about anything to deal with art, as in some of the other classes that they offered. But this mainly involved history behind art, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, but I have no real training. I basically just, like I said before. Um, tried to do the research and develop a technique on my own, but through my own artwork and posting things on Facebook, I've gotten a lot of feedback from other artists, like amateur artists, who have said, oh my God, you're so inspiring, I love your artwork, could you please, please teach me how to do this? Um, I would love to draw like you someday. And I, it's very flattering for somebody to say something like that, you especially when you yourself are an amateur emerging artist and you're considered an emerging artist for six years in the art industry before you're considered to be uh, a professional um people have been asking me to do tutorials and um eventually one day i would like to start being able to teach them as i get an idea of how I want to handle it. I know that there's um, <clears throat> YouTube uh, YouTube artist tutorials out there. I know that people do the Patreon accounts, which I'm still looking into. It's so much information that flies at you when you start to go into a new industry, mm-hmm. which I am. Um, so I'm still trying to go through all the information and sort it all out, but one day I hope that I'll be able to uh, teach artists who were in my spot not too like I was in their spot not too long ago. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully one day I'll be able to do that. Um, are you single, Lauren? Yes, I am. You know, and you know, the only reason I ask is because if you're single, does it give you, do you feel like if you was in a relationship, you wouldn't have the time as you do having now when you're single? Because, like, you're totally, this is, like, your baby right here. This, you're totally focused on this. It is, but you know what? You can't, I mean, when I draw, I sit in what I like to call my studio. I, uh-huh. I like to call it the cave because the I cave. feel like I'm boxed in. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, I, I, I sit in my cave for hours and hours I'll be down there for anywhere between 6 to 18 hours. Sometimes wow. like, I'll stay up all night and I'll just draw. I'm really very committed. But you have to step, take a step away from that and spend time with your family. Try and go out and spend time with your friends. Um, but that's one thing. Like when, as, as far as being in a relationship with somebody and having that taken away from you... You have another person, they have their own life, and they're busy doing their job, and you just have to manage your time. Yeah. You know, there's days when it's going to be like, oh, well, this is this is my schedule, you know, because basically it's a working schedule. It's like I'm employed, but I'm doing my artwork. So these are my hours, this is my schedule, this is my available time, and then you just make plans around that. Well, that's true. Have you ever had any regrets in life, Lauren? Uh, I, I think that if I had actually taken the time um, to do more of the artwork earlier in life, I would have liked to do that. I would have, I would have liked to have done that. Uh. Like, I've, I've always grown up, like, in, in high school, for example... Um, I had an option of taking a fashion class, like a sewing class, or I could have gone into drawing. I would have loved to have gone into drawing Um. back in high school. I mean, this is 13 years later. I'm in my 30s. You know, that's something I would have liked to have done. I may have uh, appreciated sticking with acting. Yeah. But as far as regrets, you know, I don't really really have regrets you know you can't regret your past you can only learn from it and then move on to the future what's the single best piece of advice you ever received from anyone um it's gonna sound corny and kind of cliche but like follow your dreams don't let anybody stand in your way um because if you if you know what you want in life you shouldn't let any anything stop you from achieving your dreams because that's going to make you truly happy um when i was younger people said like i said oh i have an interest in this and i have an interest in that and they're like oh you're never going to make it doing that or that doesn't pay any money you should go into something that's going to offer you like a real future a stable income and although, like, stability is really important in the, with the economy these days, um, it's never too late to follow your own passions. You have to do what makes you happy. You know, one of my, my favorite, one of my favorite actors, my very favorite, my top favorite movie is Rocky, hands down. I love Rocky. Yep. You know, Sylvester Stallone, he didn't get started in with what he's doing until he was 32. So he was my age when he started. And he came from nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. He wrote Rocky 
dirt poor. He sent it off to Hollywood. They loved the script. He was like, I want to star in the movie. And they said no. And he said, this is what I want. You know, I'm not going to release the rights of the script to you. Um, and they said, okay, you got it. If you want to star in Rocky, you can do it. Look at where he's at now. He didn't let anybody stand in his way. He held his ground. He followed his dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. And that's like the biggest inspiration, you know, you could even say with Sylvester Stallone, who came from nothing and made something out of nothing, you know. So definitely right about that. Um, how does your family feel about um, your passion? I'm sure you get hit up for Christmas and, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Like, do you do a lot of work for, like, your friends and family? Like, hey, can you do a piece of this or can you do that? I do. I do. When I first started, um, I would always give my family free drawings. Every once in a while, my mom would be like, um, "Like, I'll pay you for something. And I I wasn't going to say no to the income. And then every once in a while, no, like, you've given me money before for a drawing. Like, I'll do a free one for you. I've given discounts to friends and family. But after reading some articles and going into uh, regarding giving gifts to family and friends, if you went to their place of business, would you think they would give you free services? Um, my sister, she's an esthetician, for example. She, uh, um, so she does facials. And if I went to her job, it's not like I'm going to get a hundred dollar facial for free. Yeah, true. You know, so my art supplies cost a minimum of three hundred dollars just for the pencils. Wow. If I did a drawing for them, then I'd be losing a ton of money out of my own pocket with the cost of supplies. <clears throat> so I am more than happy to do drawings for friends and family, um, but they receive commissions artwork, so they pay for it. Mm. No, that's right. Hey, you know, you have to supply your own stuff. It's called supply and demand. You supply it, they demand it. As long as the price is right, you know, the price is from, you know, what they're going to pay you, then, hey, you know. Yeah. You got to do, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> with artwork, it's considered to be very, very valuable. Um, it's kind of like diamonds, you know. Diamonds are extremely rare. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I forget where I was going to go with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. It's all right. I forget where I was going to go with that. No, you, no it's all right. It's all right. Well, you, diamonds are rare. So our blood diamonds are very rare. So I think you was going to say something. But it's all right. If, if you, oh, yeah, no, I remember. Okay. I remember. Sometimes artwork can be considered not to be as affordable. So I take payment plans. You know, I, I've been in the finance industry. I've worked for, I've worked in banking for over a decade. And one thing that I know in this day and age is, People really can't afford things that are so rare and valuable as artwork, mm -hmm. especially since it's hand-drawn. Yeah. So I try and give them a break, and I, uh, I offer payment arrangements to try and help them out financially, so it's really not hurting their pocket. I try and work with my clients as much as possible. Mm. 
That was awesome. Um, speaking of your artwork, I want to go back to your artwork, especially, you know, since the cover of this episode is your picture with the movie It, which was just recently released, which was, I don't know if you've seen the movie. It was a crazy, phenomenal oh, movie. Yeah, awesome movie. Yeah. And number one in the my, box my office. My mom and I went to get see it. Yeah, I think it's a horror resurgence now from It. Um, and that's a beautiful piece you did with uh, Pennywise and Georgie. Um, how long did that take? Uh, that actually took me 10 hours to do. Wow, 10 hours? That's a whole work day. Holy yeah. crap. It is, but my pieces normally take a minimum of 30 hours. Oh, so, damn, what, what, why did that take 10 hours as, as opposed to others? Like, you was just, like, totally focused on that? Like, I think because I worked, the, it, I worked the majority of that, uh, in graphite. I used graphite pencil for the most of it, and then I colored the rest in color pencil, which I don't normally do. Um, I usually stick with graphite pencils only for my minimalist pieces, but with this one, I wanted to do black and white for Pennywise, and then give Georgie that little sense of color in his yellow raincoat, um, and the storm drain. With the SS Georgie floating towards the sewer line, I have that in a little bit of a light blue color. But I think for Pennywise, since I did it in graphite, I was able to use a paper stump for the most of it to do around its collar. So it kind of just sped up, sped up the time. Oh. If I did that, if I did that, if I did Pennywise in black and white color pencil, it would have taken a lot longer. Wow, because that looked amazing. But I did. <laughs> Thank you so much. I did see the movie. It was absolutely fabulous. I, yeah. lo I loved it. I have, I've only ever seen it twice in my life. I saw it once when I was really little, like six or seven years old at my friend's house. And then I saw it again when I was 17 and it scared the crap out of me. And I've never, I haven't watched it since. So I was really very nervous to go and see it in a theater. But my mom went with me yeah. and we ended up having a, a good time. I, don't, I can't wait for chapter two in two years. I think that's going to be really good. Same. Too, yeah. I, I guess I'm going to have to do another another Pennywise piece. I know people um, in the horror group, my, actually in the horror group, I posted my Pennywise piece there first mm -hmm. before I posted on my own social media platform. And it had over a thousand likes, which was my highest feedback to date with any of my drawings. Wow. At well over a thousand thousand reactions off of that one piece which was which was awesome yeah the people were asking me to do um an original tim curry piece mm. in the 1980s so i think that for part two i may end up doing an original pennywise piece oh that's that's awesome i got you you should definitely do that live if you if you do um pennywise on um, the tim curry version that would be really cool to see I might. I had one uh, one of my fans on Facebook. She sent me. She actually she emailed me and she said, "I am doing a Pennywise piece. I need help on. Can you please give me some insight? This is the drawing that I'm like. This is the reference photo I'm going off of. And she's a high school student. She's such a sweetheart. And I looked at the drawing and I gave her some tips. And she was like, "Thank you so much. You answered my question." Yeah. But. The reference photo that she had was half of 2017 Pennywise, and the other half was the original Pennywise. And I thought that was so cool to have both of them, like, melded together. Oh, that's I was cool. like, man, I can't steal this concept because this is her drawing, but this is... 
such a brilliant idea. I can't believe I didn't think of it myself. Yeah, like the half and half, right? Basically, right? Yeah, half and half. It was like half of the face was 2017 Pennywise and the other half of the face was the original Pennywise. So creative. I have have an idea. Do do a half and half Heath Ledger Joker and Jared Leto Joker. That would be really cool, too. Yeah. For 2019, I I already have my 2018 and 2019 fan art pieces planned out. There's going to be 20 uh, 20 pieces for each year. Wow. So there's going to be 40 drawings between the two years together, and they're already planned out. But for 2019, I think, I think, there's going to be um, the Harley Quinn Joker DC movie coming out. And I'm only guessing that's going to be the year. But I have a three-panel Harley Quinn piece. So it's going to be one panel Harley Quinn, one panel's Joker, and then the third panel is both of them together. Oh, nice. And I already have the concepts together for it. That looks ridiculous. I cannot wait for 2019 so I can get started on that. Wow. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm have a feeling you're going to be booked in the cave for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I have I have a whole I have a whole list. I know for October I have a kingfisher drawing, which is a bird. Mm-hmm. I have um, two minimalist drawings coming out. I have uh, Madonna and Gerard Butler. I have a Leatherface piece. Wow! I finished the concept for Leatherface yesterday, and that looks awesome. I have um, Jigsaw coming out at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. For Halloween, when the movie's released. And then I have a caricature that I'm doing for a very sweet little boy who is uh, having a hard time with cancer. And then in November, I have Thor and Superman. I have um, Bobby Roode, which I'm going to do live. I have um, a rooster, because I'm doing some animals. I'm starting to get into the nature and wildlife for original drawings. That's going to be my niche, but I'm going to continue with the fan art and the movie pieces. Alongside that, I have um, I have uh, two minimalist drawings for November. I have Johnny Depp and Chris Cornelly, which both were requested. Um, and I have a Stranger Things piece. Oh, wow, yeah. That's even... Awesome. I, don't, I haven't seen Stranger Things. I watched the first episode and then I ended up not being able to see the rest of it, but I do plan on watching that show. Have you seen it? Yes, very good. First season is excellent. I think once you watch it, you'll get hooked. So, I think that's going to be the, uh, the very next uh, TV show that I binge listen to because I can't watch. Yeah. I can't watch these these shows while I'm drawing because I'm I'm watching what it is that I'm doing, so I have to listen to the shows. Um, but I hear Stranger Things is absolutely amazing. My sister's boyfriend, she he asked me to do uh, one of the monsters, I think, in season two. It's like this Venus flytrap-looking creature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do that with one of the monsters. kind of looks like an egg. Yeah. The kids on the bicycles. Yeah. Demogorgon. So yeah. that's going to be the concept for my Stranger Things piece. It's going to look pretty cool. Wow, you're super booked already, Lauren. Jeez. You're like, you have pretty much the whole year planned out already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a Harry Potter piece coming out, which I'm very excited to work on. And then 2019, 
I have all my pieces planned out for them except for my original drawings. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And Lauren, um, my final my final question for you is what would the Lauren of today tell the Lauren of yesterday? <laughs> um, well, I think that kind of just goes back to uh, the best kind of advice that I've ever gotten or that I would give to somebody is just follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. You dream. know, if I could tell myself that when I was little or even when I was in high school or even after I graduated high school, yeah. I probably wouldn't have taken me so long to get to where it is that I am today. I could have just listened to my yeah. future self and have progressed from there. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of funny because you're already there and, you know, everything happens for a reason. So even if your trajectory was somewhere else, your trajectory is now where you're going now. So best of luck to you and, exactly. you know, continue great success in your art world. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I'm hoping for it. I, I hope to be doing some uh, vendor and uh, art fairs or festivals within the next year or two. I'm trying to get information for that. Okay. Um, so that would be new for me. I need to have about 30 pieces of original art. I unfortunately cannot use my Marvel or DC or horror pieces in those shows because they are considered copyrighted content. So I have to do my own original art, which is where I'm going with the, um, nature and wildlife art pieces that I'm starting to, uh, show next month on my Facebook page. Oh. And Lauren, unplug your social media, plug your Facebook page if people want to see your work or they want to get in contact with you. Oh, um, yeah. You can search me on Facebook at LC Art Design. It's all one word. And then that'll link to my YouTube, my Instagram, and then my webpage directly from there. Okay. That's probably the easiest. And once once they go there, they can like so everything is all connected there. They can click on your YouTube and they can click on Instagram and see your multitude of um, artworks, right? Yes, my my YouTube's still new, okay. um, so I only have a couple of videos on there. Uh, my camcorder fortunately broke, um, so I'm in the middle of trying to figure out how to get. Uh, trying, to, I'm I'm trying to look at new products so i can continue with the time-lapse videos they're mostly speed drawings um and then my instagram page is always up however i socialize mostly on my facebook okay so people out there check out lauren's work she's on facebook she's on instagram and you know see her work when she does a live she's awesome and lauren best of luck to you and um i hope you continue great success. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Everybody has to make sure they continue to listen to the Atomic Podcast. <laughs> oh, that's right, Lauren. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.